It's the 12 Days of Education on the Edutainer Podcast. Hi, I'm Erin Albert, and this is our final mini-series for 2020, where we focus on certificates and certifications for pharmacists and healthcare professionals. Don't forget, our webinar and 2021 tracker bundle are available now on PayHip. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Albert, and we are embarking upon a new mini-series. This is the last mini-series officially for 2020 with the Edutainer podcast, and I'm calling it the 12 Days of Education. Yes, just like the 12 days of your favorite holiday season, insert Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it is that you celebrate here I wanted to look at 12 different certificates, certifications, professional designations in a mini series, kind of building up to our official 2021 launch of our certifications and certificates tracker for healthcare professionals. And this year I'm bundling it along with a webinar. The webinar and the new tracker are bundled together in one low price for you. I will be sure to put the registration link for the December 19th webinar on all of the episodes for the 12 Days of Education. Whether or not you choose to participate in those, completely up to you. But I think for the price, the value that you get out of it in furthering your education and having it all at your fingertips because there's hundreds of these now, I think is a really wise investment for yourself. And it makes a great gift too, by the way, if you have a loved one in healthcare, might be a good thing to get them. So, okay, this is the first of the 12 in the series. So I guess I need to do a couple of disclaimers and of course, set the tone and define a couple of terms here because I know certification, certificates, professional designations, continuing education, it's all kind of wrapped up together. Lots of confusion around those terms. So I'm going to break those down for you today first. Okay, so a couple of disclaimers I also have on the tracker. First and foremost, I am not giving any kind of legal advice here or healthcare advice in general. What I'm giving you is a tool for you to set the tone and direction of your own career in healthcare. I am a fan of trackers and tools and resources, and I put this tracker together lovingly several years ago now and have really tried to ramp it up simply because there's just so many career opportunities now to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And I've used several of these swirls of learning, if you will, for my own career pivot. So I know that they work, but I can't give you individual advice here. Only you know yourself better than anyone else. And you need to figure out what is your passion, what things geek you out, nerd you out, if you will, around pharmacy or healthcare. Also, I am not personally endorsing any of the 12 that I'm going to talk about, nor the 350 plus that are now on the tracker. I can't personally go through all of them myself. I can't vouch for all of these organizations to put them together. My job is to just curate them in a list for you, show you the data and the trends, and you make up your final minds and decisions as to what you want to pursue. And then last but not least, I just kind of alluded to this, but you really have to do your own homework. 
certifications, certificates, all I think have shelf lives, especially if they have continuing education around them for healthcare professionals. So just do your homework. Make sure that what you're investing in is not only worth your time, but worth your money as well. Some of these certifications can get out of date. And with that, they might not be as germane or relevant anymore. So make sure that you understand when the content was last refreshed or produced and use your own best judgment as you decide which of these you wanna pursue. Okay, now that we have those out of the way, the next step that I need to kind of talk through for this whole series is to break down the different types of credentials. Actually, I published an article on this over at Pharmacy Times and Pharmacy Careers back in 2017, but I got it out, dusted it off a little bit, and I want to kind of break down each of these for you because, as I've shared before in several different venues, if you get into the right or wrong room, you can have our debates about which of these is really best for career development, for professional development, etc. I am a fan of having variety, and I don't like it when only one organization controls all the definitions. So I am a fan of having a variety of options available, and then you as the individual can pick and choose what's great for you or best for you. Okay, that being said, I'm going to start with the lowest bar to get in for beginners on any kinds of professional certifications, designations, et cetera. And that's what I call short courses, training, or continuing education programs. These are what you get at freece.com or powerpack.com or anywhere that you get your healthcare continuing education. Usually they're one hour learning activities or you can even go down to 15 minute learning activities, at least in pharmacy. These are one and dones. They are not necessarily anything you have to apply to other than you might have to put in your own uh, license numbers to earn credit and apply it towards your license. But in the most part, they're just introductions to concepts only or reviews. They're not anything in depth. They don't take a lot of time. And they're there as great you know, devices for completing your continuing education, of course, but they're not necessarily going to take you really in depth on a particular topic. So that's the first bucket, the short courses, continuing education. These are free. These are seven to $20 a piece, max usually. And they're great if you're really trying to learn about a topic very quickly and you just don't know that much about it. So that's the first bucket. Then if we move up, we're looking at certificate programs on the next level. And these are learning activities that a lot of associations, frankly, put out. Um, if you want to see examples, you could go over to ASHP. They have a bunch of them. But the keyword that you're looking for there is certificate. Most of these have continuing education around them as well. ACPE tends to look at certificate programs around 15 hours of continuing education or so, at least in pharmacy. Now, other professions may have a different hourly threshold on that in healthcare, but I'm just 
coming from the lens of the world of pharmacy. So forgive me if you're outside of pharmacy, but certificate programs have usually at least 15 hours of continuing education associated with them. Generally, you can still be a novice to get into these certificate programs, meaning maybe you never worked in the field before or the area that you want to study. Um, it can be pretty in-depth and pretty intense. 15 hours is usually the minimum threshold. I know I've participated in certificate programs that were longer than that. Some tend to be uh, a little bit more in terms of depth and uh, rigor. Some sometimes have you complete an examination and or a capstone project associated with them. And they're really good if you have already done your toe dipping in the water, if you will, and want to get more information about a topic that, frankly, you're just either curious about or you want to do more of at work potentially, but you just don't have any other outlets by which to learn. So certificate programs tend to be one and done too, meaning that once you go through the curriculum, you're done, you've earned your certificate, and you don't have to keep going back to refresh your knowledge to have earned or re-earned that certificate. It's one and done. Uh, the cost to these could be variable anywhere between, uh, you know, free all the way through to a couple hundred dollars or so. It really depends on who's providing the education and how many continuing education hours you have associated with it and how high a bar or threshold it is to get into the certificate program. So that's the second level, certificate programs. The third are what I call professional designations. Now, these are very similar to certificate programs. However, the differentiator here is that you may or may not be able to earn continuing education in your healthcare field in order to earn the professional designation. So let me give you an example of one that I've earned. The Professional for Academy for Healthcare Management, or POM, is a professional designation program that I've gone through. It is provided by AHIP. And AHIP is an association that looks at the insurance industry, kind of overall. And POM is a, a professional designation that gives you more in-depth expertise around Medicaid and Medicare and commercial insurance in the United States. Now, how was this one structured? Well, it was about 22 hours of online learning and modules that I had to work through followed by an examination that was not proctored. You had to earn a certain percentage pass rate to complete it. And it took me, I think, a couple of weekends to kind of knock out the information and uh, get through the education and pass the exam. The difference really was that I didn't earn, I don't recall, any continuing education around it as a pharmacist, nor as a lawyer. Um, it was only for kind of that area of insurance and didn't have any ACPE credits associated with it, nor continuing legal education. So in my mind, professional designations are very similar to certificate programs 
The differentiator is usually that professional designations are outside of your original healthcare field. Now, that might not always be the case, but sometimes it is. Professional designations tend to be one and done as well, meaning that once you complete it, pass the test, you earn your professional designation and it's one and done. So, and that's really an important consideration as you go through all of these options is how committed do you want to be to the topic? I think one of my favorite things about all of these professional certificates, certifications, et cetera, is that you can dip in and dip out and relearn or learn new topics in a relatively short period of time without the commitment of graduate school or thousands and thousands of dollars, but it gets you into the space and can pivot your career in interesting ways. Okay, so again, to recap, we've gone through short courses, certificate programs, and professional designations. Now, the next level up on that is straight up certifications. And so certifications may or may not have continuing education associated with them in your professional field. And they truly are for professionals that need to get more advanced training in a certain topic. So for example, a recent certification that I completed was the Certified Pharmacy Benefits Specialist, CPBS. Actually, I had Tyrone Squires, who is the founder of the CPBS, on this podcast. I'll be sure to link up the episode because the CPBS is actually one of the 12 certifications that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to refer you back to that episode for this episode as our first because I think it's important to understand foundationally the certification process and Tyrone has already been gracious enough to share how CPBS is a differentiator in the marketplace. So check that one out. But CPBS structure and most certifications have that minimum threshold of 15 hours plus. The certification for CPBS was well over 20 hours of continuing education. There is a, a component that was live. There was a component that was home study. There were quizzes, there was a high stakes final exam that you had to have a pass one and done on. There was also a capstone course uh, project that you had to complete. And these are elements of most certifications, meaning that you're not just gonna passively sit there and listen to a bunch of content and or just take a test. You've got other components, other homework, other hands-on experiences that you have to complete in order to earn that certification. Certifications may or may not be one and done. I'm seeing a trend in the marketplace of more and more certifications and programs for people to recertify their certifications in a period of anywhere between two, five to seven years, possibly. So you just keep refreshing in the space if you're still there and wanna enhance your learnings. We all know that healthcare changes very dramatically and very quickly. So certifications where you have to keep recertifying over a period of time make a lot of sense if there's a lot of change in those areas and or you're still in that field or want to get into that field. I think certifications are great in that you're not necessarily gonna start out 
with zero knowledge in the space, you're probably going to have a little bit of experience. What I love about them is it really takes you truly down a rabbit hole in an area that you're very passionate about, interested in, want to learn more about, and have the opportunity to do some applicable hands-on experience through a capstone course as well. Now, it might, that capstone might be an oral presentation. It might be a written assignment. It could be a combination thereof in addition to a high stakes exam that is proctored most likely. So I think there are some key elements of the certification there for you for your consideration. And then last but not least, kind of the granddaddy of them all, in my mind anyway, are board certifications. And board certifications have been around for quite some time in pharmacy. They've definitely been around in medicine for a long time. Board certifications are like everything that we've already talked about on steroids, <laughs> meaning not only do you need to be or does the board certification kind of verify that you have advanced training in a field, but it also verifies that you have experience in that advanced area of practice, meaning that the Board of Pharmaceutical Specialties, at least in pharmacy, is kind of the grand poobah of board certifications. And most of the board certifications, before you can even sit for the exams, you must prove and document that you've worked in that particular field of practice for a certain period of time. So in geriatrics, you have to demonstrate, for example, that 50% of your time in the past two years has been dedicated to geriatric patients or senior care patients in your practice. Now, that could take many different forms. And that one, honestly and candidly, if you're trying to get into a new space, is probably not the space that you're going to start in to freshen up your education or bone up on your education. You're gonna go through the steps that I kind of shared with you. First and foremost, maybe that one hour of CE. Hey, wow, I really like it. Let's move on to a certificate program or maybe even a professional designation. Oh my gosh, I still have more to learn. Let's do a certification. And then lo and behold, if you're practicing in the space, you really want to certify that, in fact, yes, I am an expert in this advanced arena. You can move on to a board certification. There are less board certifications available than certificates and certifications, obviously, for all those reasons that I just mentioned. It's rigorous. You have to demonstrate that you've worked in the area. And in addition to studying for a very high stakes examination, that is nine times out of 10 proctored, you also may have other coursework that you might need to complete. Uh, and it really depends on the board certification or the cert certification in general. And that's, you know, another bit of advice that I have for you as you go through the tracker and you hear about all these uh, certificate certifications that I'm going to share with you over the next couple of weeks is that if you've seen one You've only seen one. There are many ways to provide education and continuing education around certificates, certifications, and even board certifications. So there you go. I'm going to stop today's episode, refer you to the CPBS conversation that I had with Tyrone Squires, and that's day one of the 12 Days of Education. Go listen to CPBS. Um, actually, that is one that I have gone through when I 
interview Tyrone, however, I had not completed it. So you're going to hear a fresh set of questions and perspectives from a novice. And then I'll let you know now that I have successfully completed the CPBS. There is a recertification component to it now. And I really got a ton out of it. It not only had a high stakes examination with it, but it also had a capstone project. So if you're in pharmacy benefits or if you're a pharmacist who just wants to know better ways of getting paid and how to negotiate with PBMs might be a good certification for you to complete. But again, do your homework. I'm Erin Albert. We're going through the 12 days of education. So I hope you enjoy this mini series. It's been a lot of fun to put together. Keep listening if you want to hear about more of the 12 certifications that are coming up. But today's certification officially is the CPBS and my conversation with Tyrone Squires. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 12 Days of Education from the Edutainer podcast. This is our final mini series for season three. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you come back as well. Don't forget that our webinar and tracker for 2021 certifications with over 350 of them for healthcare professionals will be available on 1219, but you can register for the webinar now. Happy holidays.